Welcome to the Speaks Exchange podcast with your host, Donald Taylor. As a renowned learning and development industry expert, as well as chairman of the Learning and Performance Institute, Donald sits down with experts from around the globe to talk business communication, learning technology, language, digital transformation, and engaging, upskilling, and reskilling your organization. This podcast is brought to you by Speaks, the first intelligent language learning platform for the digital workplace. Listen in and you might learn a thing or two. Hi, I'm Donald Taylor. This is the Speaks Exchange podcast. I have with me Bartek Polakowski from PwC in Warsaw. In fact, he's the Learning Technologies Leader at PwC CEE. Bartek will explain what CEE means in a minute. Bartek, great to have you with us. Can you introduce yourself? Let us know, what's your, what's your current role and how long have you been doing it for? Yeah, so uh, hello everyone. Um, yeah, my current role is uh, CEPWC uh, Learning Technologies Leader and uh, I'm in this role almost three years now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm leading the team uh, that is responsible for uh, learning technologies across CE. So CE is basically a territory consist- consisting of uh, 30 different territories as big as Russia and and uh, as small as, let's say, Tajikistan. Yeah, so it's, it's a very diversified um, environment. And we are responsible for implementation and maintenance of learning technologies across all this region. Uh, promoting uh, e-learning and, and technologies, um, also consulting uh, regional and local L&D teams because uh, many of these territories have their their own um, L&D uh, teams. Uh, mm-hmm. We develop content from time to time and also do, uh, do some user support, system administration. And last but not least, we are also do like a constant market research, looking for some new technology solutions that we can use to enhance our learning programs. So there's a balance between the center and the outside in in how things are organized. So Bartek, you've got a federated model there. You have the center and there's some responsibility for learning and development in uh, these different countries. How many people are there then that you are supporting the learning of yeah so uh, basically um sees around uh, thirteen thousand people across these 30 territories and yeah i i've checked yesterday we have something like a uh, uh, five time zones i think hmm. uh, i don't know how many languages uh, we do speak but it's also very diversified so basically uh, many people, many of our colleagues from from the global team, they 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 call us like mini global because you know whenever we implement something in in CE, um, like they see us like a like a single region, but they then they see that it's so diversified that you you will find everything here. What does CEE actually stand for? Yeah, so CE is, is Central and Eastern Europe. Yeah, so everything from. Like if you are in Poland, you go go down or turn left. So these are the territories that <laughs> that we support. Fantastic. Now look, um, what's your background, Bartek? Because I'm really interested actually in the Polish scene and what you're doing at PwC. Because I think this this federated model is very interesting. But tell me very quickly about your background and what your where you've come from before you came into PwC. Yeah. So so basically, I, I finished IT and project management. So I'm a technical guy. And um, yeah, after after studies, I've I've joined uh, or during the studies, basically, uh, I've joined uh, a project in Germany, 
where I was developing um, e-learning uh, platform. Of course, it was Moodle. Um, and 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 uh, after this, I've decided to like look for a job in this area. So um, since that time, I, I spent most of my career in insurance companies, uh, and I probably went through all of e-learning related jobs. So I, I, I've started as a LMS admin. I was instructional designer. I was um, creating content, uh, uh, then implementation, e-learning implementation manager, e-learning coordinator in Poland. And like almost this three years ago, I've decided to, to join PWC and to coordinate this um, e-learning uh, activities in, in like a bigger area, so in, in CE. Fantastic, thank you. A, a broad background, and actually I've noticed that very often if you have a wide background in your experience, then it really helps in the job rather than just having a very single line of focus. Forms to, to build their, their own skills. But I, I visited Poland, Warsaw, not very long ago. We met, I was very impressed by there being so much going on with learning technologies. Perhaps I just don't know enough about Poland. There seems to be a lot of Strong startups, a lot of mature companies like PwC, like Accenture, that are using learning technologies. Um, and obviously, you're at the centre of this big mini global territory. So they've been cho they've chosen Warsaw for that for a reason, probably because the skills are there. So where is it that those skills have come from? Why is learning technology so strong in Poland right now? Yeah. So. Um this skills basically comes from i would say from different places yeah so yes. there is no formal education in distance learning so you have to get this experience by yourselves by yourself so basically um you can you can join a, a global brand like, like ours and and then connect with some experts uh, play with te some technologies uh, get some more experience so this is one uh, one way um, you can um, attend some some conferences, and uh, there are more such events uh, in in Poland. Uh, and of course, uh, well, my way was to uh, join um, uh, a project during my studies, and um, yeah, I, I've learned there like the basics of of e-learning mm. and and how I can I can use it. So so, so it's it's not, not it's not that easy. Yeah. So basically, you 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 have to have this internal motivation to, to get the skills. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe there are some bright, uh, internally motivated people. And because Poland's got a reasonably large population, enough of them yeah. that they, they find a route through. Um, and what sort of things are people focusing on? You mentioned VR um, when we spoke uh, last week about this. Is that something where there's a lot of that going on in Poland right now? Yeah, so... Um, Polish companies are, are following global trends. Yeah? So um, right now it's much easier because everyone is on LinkedIn, uh, is following uh, experts of, uh, who are online or attending the, the conferences. So you, you get this information, what, what's hot right now on the market. And you also get access to, to the latest technologies. And um, uh, Poland was always strong in IT. So our programmers were, were also like winning some contests and... Um, Right. Uh, yeah, and right now we have, I think, similar situation with VR. So there are many star startups who develop uh, VR content and also design some hardware for VR, like like haptic clothing. 
and um, yeah, they are they are accessible on our market, and thanks to this, it, it's sometimes cheaper to to get access to to this solution. So basically, many many companies um, are experimenting right now with VR. Um, probably the most popular uh, are 360 videos with some interactions because this is like the the simplest scenarios. And um, more and more companies, as far as I know, are, are starting using some, some ready apps. So like making the small investments at the beginning, see how it works before uh, investing some more money because, well, this is quite new technology. Probably everyone heard about it, but not, not many people have already tried it by, by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones that uh, it's always nice if somebody else does it first. Yeah. I had no idea that th this whole haptic clothing thing yeah. was happening at all in Poland. Are you using uh, VR at all yourselves at PwC? Yeah, I, I use it um, in PwC and I use it privately as well. So, ah. uh, yeah, for, for like different reasons for self-development and for ent entertainment as well. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so let's let's start with the self-development. Um, most people think of VR as being something a bit um, distant, expensive to use, yeah. and something you'd have to have a very special high-risk training need for. And you're yeah. saying you're using it for your self-development. What on earth can you use VR for for self-development? Yeah. So so basically, most people think that well, you have to create like personalized content of course it costs a lot of money but you really can start with something that's already available on the market so for example i i use some um, uh, ready vr apps that you can download for a few dollars uh, that will help you to build your presentation skills for example uh, i attend some um, uh, some meeting in in vr so using for example outspace platform uh, where the experts are meeting and, and try to do something together. Um, I've tried some uh, some apps for, for example, um, build uh, language skills. So you will find a lot of uh, ready apps uh, that will help you with, with different topics. Yeah, So you don't have to invest and, and reinvent the wheel and start from the scratch because each day, I think after Oculus Go was implemented and it was it became this, that popular, the vendors have started to, to develop the, the content like they do for, for the smartphones, for example. Hardware, what are you using? Because most people are thinking about the, the headsets for VR has been yeah. pretty expensive. Yeah, so um, we were lucky in, in PwC because when we have started our research uh, last year, we didn't have anything. But, well, that's the magic of, of big companies. We have found a team, completely not L&D team, who... Uh, which bought this uh, first headset and they were using this for some client projects and they didn't use it uh, after this. So there was a, it was HTC Vive, it had a strong computer. So we have started our research with this one. And uh, thanks to this, we have promoted our research internally in our company. And thanks to this, uh, our, our global community found out that, well, in Poland, there is something like a VR hub and they are doing some cool stuff. And they, they, they have invited us to, to join some global project. They shared with us some, um, some hardware. So this is how we got access to Oculus Go, for example. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and this is how we have started more, I would say, serious testing of, of different, um, um, 
different approaches how we can how we can use um, VR in in learning. Yeah. So, in compared to the, I would say old maybe old maybe not old fashioned but older models of, of VR headsets, the the one that are now available in the market are really uh, game changers. Yeah, there's no question that the new VR headsets are extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, the new one from Oculus is amazing. I've always been skeptical about it. Uh, I've been having some conversations in the past month that have been making me change my mind. And yeah. this is one of those conversations. So thank you for that. And I guess this is a, anybody listening. The lesson is uh, don't close your mind to things. Uh, things can always change. The hardware cost is coming down. And the idea that there's yeah. off-the-shelf software, I think for a lot of people, that would be an eye-opener. Yeah. And yeah, another way is that more and more companies are... My uh, vendors are, are like presenting their own authoring tools. So basically, uh, yeah. like Amazon or, or Google, uh, you can create some something by yourself without e even programming skills. So it's, I would say it's similar to the e-learning market. I remember some times ago, you, you, you needed this um, programming skills to develop the e-learning course. And then, well, a few tools appeared in the market and everyone uh, was able to to create some simple content so i think very very uh, good analogy and yeah what's happened is the cost of the hardware has come down yeah the cost of the tools and the software is coming down and now it's becoming something which can indeed be used of course it doesn't mean it's the answer to all training yeah but it's useful for some things but you you mentioned when we were talking about this and we'll get off vr in a second but i just i'm just fascinated by it you mentioned using vr for presentation skills, yeah, yeah. So how does that work? Can you, very quickly, what, what on earth can you do with VR for that? Yeah, so basically what you can do, you can upload your own presentation, you can select the audience, uh, like a huge conference hall or a classroom or like um, recruitment uh, room. And then you just uh, turn on the analysis, you, you start to, to speak and the, um, the application is, is monitoring how do you speak? Is it not too, too loud? Is it not too fast? Um, are you covering all of the audience with your eyes? And um, yeah, and you also get some instant feedback. So whenever you, you, you're like looking at <laughs> only at the one side of the room, you will, you will get notified these people wow. on the right hand side, uh, you know, you have to look there as well. And of course, all of these um, things like uh, there, you can hear some phone calling, someone is coughing, uh, <laughs> some, some background noise from, from the speaker. So um, I would say right now it's one of the best way to, to, um, to build your presentation skills. So before that, I was like launching the presentation on my laptop and sure. going fr from one side of the room to another. And right now I'm putting the, the headset, I'm selecting the audience and th that's it. Yeah. So. I love it. I think that's a good example of a VR application for training and self-development that I, I would never have guessed at. When you put it that way, it makes perfect sense. And I, I don't think I've ever seen you present, but I'm sure you're really, really good as a result of using this. Yeah, I had a, one presentation yesterday and the feedback was great. So there you go. So it works. Fantastic. Yeah, it works. I, I, <laughs> I feel better, you know, more, more confident after trying this in VR. You know what? I, when I going to do a talk at a conference i always insist in going to see the room ideally the night yeah, beforehand yeah standing on the stage and I, and I i it sounds a bit silly i talk to the audience they're not there but i, I do all the things i'm going to do talking to the audience and then my mind can process it while i'm asleep uh -huh. this is 
really, oh, in many ways, a much better way, of, much better way of doing it um, because you could do it well in advance. Um, sounds fantastic. And you, you're convinced this helped you? Yeah, of course. Brilliant. I so have look, numbers I for it. <laughs> You've got the data. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so look, it, VR is, um, that's, that's one technology. So it's a niche solution. Yeah. Broadening that out, when we were talking uh, last week, you were talking about a learning experience platform yeah. that uh, is being rolled out across PwC. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to mention any, any brand or vendor names, but what, uh -huh. what are you doing with that? Uh, how do you get people involved? What's the difference between an LXP, yeah. learning experience platform, and an, and an LMS? Can you just tell us something about it? And I'm going to interrupt you with lots of questions because lots of people are talking about LXPs, but you know, it's nice to hear somebody's actually actually implementing one yeah so well this this, this was really one of the biggest um project that i took part in so basically we have um implemented in ce uh, our internal uh, learning experience platform so we we haven't used anything available on the market but something that was developed from from scratch for for our needs mm. and yeah it was a big project not only because of this solution but it was it's combined with with the mobile app and you can imagine in in a company like ours you have a huge repository of different learning assets uh yeah so in c for example we had over i think almost three thousand different learning assets and a few hundred content owners and many of them haven't already worked for pwc and uh, yeah this is this this was a huge problem because people weren't using our like previous lms because it was hard to find anything and if you uh, even found anything you weren't sure if this is up to date or or not so um yeah it was i would say it was like a mandatory uh, course uh, monitoring system something like this right yeah and which is which is not uncommon yeah for use of a learning management system very often it is used purely yeah. to deliver and as you say monitor how people are you are fulfilling their mandatory training requirements yeah but were people using it for anything else but that's that's a funny story that i have mentioned during our last call that um it it, it wasn't intentionally uh, but um, we uh, we had some technical issues and it wasn't possible to to search for uh, learning objects in the system for I think one or two days and we didn't get a single request from from our employees which means they haven't used it for their own needs they they use the system whatever um, they they had to yeah so basically whenever they they were asked by their managers to do something and they got uh, a link to to the material or whenever they, there was some mandatory course festival, yeah? So <laughs> the system was effectively not quite down, but you couldn't find anything yeah. for two days and 13,000 people didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the reasons was probably this uh, diversified structure that I have mentioned before, yeah? So it's not like single L&D team and single learning technologies team that cooperate, yeah? We, we are a learning technologies team for, for the whole region and our local L&D teams and we have to cooperate and yeah, and people change their, their role. So it's, it's quite complicated. Okay, so, so people weren't using the old LMS as well as they could do. Yeah. You're, now, where are you on this journey? Have you launched the LXP? Uh, is it about to be launched? Uh, I'm very interested in how yeah, you're so, 
or to ensure engagement? Yeah, the system was launched um, two months ago. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, it's completely, I would say it's, it's a revolution. It's not evolution because uh, I would say everything has changed. So um, the user experience is much better. Uh, it contains this LXP functionality. So you, 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 whenever you open the system, you, you get, or by, even by email, if you define your, your interest, you get a recommendation based on your profile. On, on 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 what are you interested uh, in on action of other users at the same grade for example as well right. uh, you have access to really uh, top quality content internal um, but also external yeah so we are connecting different um, training repositories that many people weren't aware in the past that that we have access to yeah so um yeah right now it's everything is is in in the in in a single place people have more control over um the content so they can they can build uh, the playlist add the elements share the content with other people but they are also able to add their own content so they are becoming more like content creators as well so even if you want to find an interesting topic which i find which i think would be hard right now because there are so many cool stuff inside um, you can you can add it by yourself and um, yeah this is this is I think one of the biggest values because whenever we are asked what's what's the advantage of this solution over let's say Google yeah you will find everything on Google I yeah. always I always answer that this content that you will find in the system it's, it's basically selected by someone from from our company some some experts who who thinks it's it's the best for um, uh, for you for me for for our company and there's also the rating system, the comment system. So basically, we can recommend ourselves the uh, the content. So it's it's much more interactive. It's live, and and finally, it's it's connected with uh, learning record store. So we are able not only to like see and and report the completion data, uh, mm. but also see the trends, see what people are looking for, which is completely new and, and, and brings so much new uh, possibilities. Yeah? So, so you're, generating, you're generating data there that you can use. I yeah. Mean, early days yet, but have you got any examples of where you've got some data and it's shown you something that you weren't expecting? Yeah, so um, basically um, we are monitoring different, um, different activities right now of, of, of our employees. We see if if they um, if they uh, basically entering um, the system. What are they looking for? And what's interesting for for me is that um, yeah, the number of, of people who are uh, using our solution is is growing. So basically, um, we have I don't know around uh, three thousand uh, different uh, users entering our uh, our solution weekly. And um, they are looking for, for different stuff. They are adding the playlist. So we, we see they are using these functionalities. And uh, one day we had, uh, for example, an issue with the mobile app. And uh, sorry, no, not with the interface, desktop interface. And we have seen in, this, uh, uh, in the dashboard that people have switched to, uh, to the mobile app. So they had access to the content. And they knew that they, there is another way to access it. And they have started to do it. And, but what's the most, I would say, um, fascinating and important for me is that um, people are really looking for different kinds of materials. So that are not like 
in the past mandatory courses. So they are looking something about programming. They are looking for something about new technologies. Um, they are looking about some information for new joiners. So uh, this was one of the goal of this implementation to have a single place where they can find um, the information. Yeah. Have you tried turning off the search function? Uh, not yet, but we <laughs> monitor that that people are are, are searching. So uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, maybe it's too dangerous an experiment to try. But it sounds if people are making the switch. If the if the desktop isn't working, they're making the switch to mobile. It suggests that we've got enthusiastic users there. Which yeah. Is brilliant. How how are you ensuring buy-in engagement? Yeah. So we have started with a very different implementation, I would say. So uh, basically, what I what I've seen uh, whenever a company implements a new a new technical solution and a new system, they speak a lot of about this functionalities, why it's so great. They show the like the, the interface and the mo and the mobile app and and try to encourage people to try this new cool solution. We have tried a different approach because um, in big companies in like ours, you you have like um, a lot of different implementations going on. So basically. People are a little tired with with new systems, with new tools, because they have to learn, uh, have to change their processes, etc. So, like implementing a new solution for them, meaning like I have to do something differently. I will have some more work. So, um, we have started uh, the campaign with like identifying the um, pain points, what people think about our L&D offer, and um, yeah, show people that basically will listen to to their needs and uh, after this we we uh in the second stage we have gave them some answers so how this new solution will answer their needs or the issues that they have raised and at the very end we have showed them this this technical uh phase of of the solution to to basically invite them to to use it and and also tell them something more about the functionalities yeah so we wanted to make them to encourage them before like presenting the the final solution so this was the the first step and just to just summarize that you're you're, you're you've got people in a large organization and yeah. they're suffering from what we would call initiative fatigue they're tired of these new initiatives coming out yeah and so you don't sell it as, hey, we've got this new thing, but rather you sell it as, we know you've got, you've had pain with your learning and we can help you solve that. We can, we can be an answer for you, which sounds very sensible. Sorry, I cut you off now. You were saying that's the first bit. You yeah. raised these three things and then what happened? Yeah, and and um, after the launch, we um, we have communicated to the territories that like well that's that's the beginning of the journey. Yeah, so it's not the end that okay, uh, balloons, champagne, unicorns, and and uh, we we are done. Yeah, so this is this is just the beginning. So we are constantly building building awareness of of this new solution in the territories. So we share some uh, details about um, the fun functionalities. We we answer. And then the questions try to encourage them to to use the solution if uh, if they are looking for some consultancy in learning technologies we all, we, we always re like recommend this 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 new approach um, we also share the statistics from uh, from the learning record stores so to show them that well basically people are using it and and how they're using it so well for example, they are looking for some content on, on programming in Python, so maybe you can do something about it, yeah? So we are showing them that finally, e-learning 
it's I would say it's, it's live and it's it's getting popular. Right. Uh, yeah, and we also try to to exchange ideas be, between different territories because, for example, uh, in Russia they they did some some contests or they share some information on Twitter. So we try to like um, build this this knowledge base and 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 share the the best practice across the territories, and also. Um, yeah, we are constantly looking for some hot topics in the network, trying to find interesting content on this topic, and also share it with um, with uh, with local LND teams. We attend um, LND events, and 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 basically we try to do as much as we can with with the communication. Yeah, so uh, we we want to this this system to be uh, like loud in the uh, in our organization. I like that idea of it being loud. Um, you, you're talking about learning technology in a way that a lot of people wouldn't really uh, think about it uh, in a large organization. In other words, I think you're looking at it from a very agile point of view, trying things out, being very open to new ideas about marketing and promoting it. it, it whenever we've talked, I've always noticed you've mentioned the idea of experimentation a lot. But yeah. How... Why is that important? Is it you? Is it PwC? Where does this idea of experimentation come from and, and what difference does it make and, and should every, everybody be doing it? Yeah, so uh, I, I read a lot and, and watched a lot of uh, videos about user experience some time ago and it was quite popular. So I, I've decided to, to try it. So um, yeah, prototyping I think is... Um, the best and safest way to to implement anything new in organization yeah so uh, definitely like i mentioned uh, before we don't have a huge budget to like buy everything and try everything and and then like collect the feedback and decide if we will like uh, use the the solution for another year you have to be sure um, before implementation that this is something that will bring value to our company so like like with this VR, we we start small and and slowly go big. So we we looked for um, hardware available in the company. We uh, try to find we we speak constantly with the vendors because I think this is one of the best um, solution. Whenever you you are interesting in, in new technologies and and see what's available in the market, so vendors are always uh, like helpful whenever you want to i don't know try new hardware they always have the the, the newest model yeah with, with them uh they will show you what's uh, uh, the, their solution so you don't have to, to buy everything to see what's available how it works and even sometimes you can you can rent the hardware and test it with uh, with your people and um yeah so um this help us to to make this awareness of of the technology in the organization so well i i cannot do something like this that uh, okay i i've read some uh, let's say articles and and uh, uh, found some interesting business cases on linkedin and then i will go to to my manager saying come on we have to implement implement this vr i need twenty thousand dollars and and, and let, let's do it. We'll see if it works. It have to. It have to because it worked in other companies. So um, we have to slowly build this awareness and encourage people to try it. And it 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 really works. So basically, we, we've done some small pilots with a few headsets and this um, uh, sample content. 
And after this few pilots, these few presentations, business uh, came back to us asking some more details if they can uh, if they can use it, how they can use it, how much does it cost, what's possible, what's not possible. So we have started this discussion about um, this new technology. And uh, yeah, so the next step is to try to like develop something more, maybe more uh, personalized for for our needs, or 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 buy some some other hardware. But yeah, but, yeah, but we do it like step by uh, by step. But step by step, meaning that you you show it and you get interest in it and you yeah, prove because, the case. Yeah, I I think it, it, it's well. In, in our case, it's, it's the only way because uh, we can like wait and see if, for example, there will be some another global project that will bring this to us. Yeah, mm -hmm. but maybe it will, maybe it won't. And um, and uh, yeah, we we really like what we do, and uh, we really like to try. So I'm really excited whenever I, I try some new new device and I can play some 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 new app and and see how it works and then present it to the business. So this is really, really something interesting. Um, okay, look, that's fascinating. And everything you've described is not limited to being a large company. You Experimentation is yeah. something you can do whatever size you are, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So um, everyone can, 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 can start with some first small step. Yeah. Yeah, we can all start somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Bartek, there are three, two questions I always ask everyone at the end of uh, every interview, which is, what do you wish you'd known when you started out in learning development and what are you curious about right now? Yeah, so I, I've started like uh, about, I think, 10, 10 years ago, maybe 11. I would love to know the lottery results then. So then I would be <laughs> rich right now. Um, yeah, I... I I'm going to change that question. Say, what would you wish you'd known professionally when you started? Ah, professionally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I would be a, like a rich professional right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I think um, the most important thing is is the power of the network. So uh, basically, you can you can do a lot of of interesting uh, things in your area, even without a large budget. Uh, huge team uh, if, if you like if you if you uh, connect with people do the proper networking and and become visible on the market yeah so this is this is really important and yeah i, I always try to be to be active but i i, I think uh, you have to start it very early and and build your network professionally it really helps in in, in your career well, I, I've got to say, Bartik, I think that is really good advice. And the best way to build your network is to be useful and uh, helpful and interesting, not yeah. just by going around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's good advice to anybody who's starting their career um, yeah. or at any point in their career. What do you what are you curious about right now? Well, and don't I, say tomorrow's lottery numbers. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, I'm thinking about artificial intelligence because it's at the very top of everything right now, really hot topic and it's hard to find anything that is not AI supported right now. So even yeah. toys for the children are, uh, have something with artificial intelligence. So I'm, I'm really interesting, is it really going to somehow change our L&D market 
or are we going to stay at this stage that we are right now? So at some level of personalized solutions, maybe some, some simple chatbots. So yeah, that, that's, that's really interesting because um, yeah, th th there's a lot of, of different uh, opinions about this topic. And, it's, and do you have any idea yourself where are we gonna go with AI? No idea, really. Um, we, we, are, we are, right now we are doing some small research and, and try to see what's available in the market, how, what, what the vendors are offering. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say these are very mature products. And I wonder if they are able to like go this one step ahead and really make, make a difference. Because um, for me, it's still more, more artificial than, than intelligent, I would say. So yeah so so basically it's like a more like a smart algorithm that than something yeah. that that you can really call an intelligent so it's it's you're curious about it but you're not necessarily committed to it changing everything yeah so um like with everything we we are trying we are um thinking how we can implement this just to be well aware of, of such solutions on the market but uh, yeah we, we are now ob uh, observing what, how it's going to uh, be, be developed in the future. And, you know, I think a lot of people are doing the same thing with AI, sitting back, watching what's happening. And in the end, we'll see the impact. Well, it's impact now, but we'll see the bigger impact once the people who are sitting back start to get involved and use things. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's been really good speaking. Uh, I know that the people listening will have had a great um a lot to think about um, and perhaps had some ideas shaken up about what's happening outside the UK and the US. So uh, Bartek Polakowski from PwC CEE, Learning yes. Technologies Leader. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Donald. It was a pleasure.